0: Hey guys, real quick, just wanted to make you guys aware if you don't already know about this, uh, every Tuesday night, Autumn and I get on Facebook live at 8.15 Central Standard Time for about a half an hour, and man, we just answer questions, we have an open discussion about all things fitness, finance, and faith, and we've been doing this for all of 2018, and it's been a lot of fun, and we really look forward to it every week And so I want to make you guys aware and invite you guys to join us on the next Tuesday. You know, as your schedule permits, man, I mean, we're all busy. We're all super busy. And so just pop in for a few minutes, you know, just kind of be a casual observer or bring a question or a comment or an issue or whatever. Facebook live every Tuesday night, 815 Central Standard Time. I will see you guys there. Jim Schultz here, F-Cubed Podcast. Got a faith-only segment coming on down the pipes at you guys. And uh, I actually kind of foreshadowed this just on Tuesday night, just a few days ago, since it is a Friday. I foreshadowed this on our weekly Facebook Live event that Autumn and I do every Tuesday night at 8.15 Central Standard Time on Facebook. I talked about how I had a podcast coming up called... The Jesus pitch, and that's what today's podcast is gonna be and so I've been kind of looking forward to doing this guy, and I know I literally say that every podcast, but uh you know these ideas and the you know the thoughts that I have for these episodes they pop into my mind at the most random times, and so I actually have this list that I'm keeping in my phone that's pretty pretty long and lengthy, and this is one that uh, this idea has been on my list for, it's been at least a few months. I want to say it popped on the list sometime last year. But nevertheless, the Jesus pitch. So here we go. So if you crack open Scripture, right, if you crack open the Bible, specifically the Gospels, you know, it's pretty clear what we're supposed to do, right? I mean, there's like a list of things that as Christians, you know, these are the things that we should be actively working towards doing. Like, for example, like, love your neighbor. Like, that's really obvious. I mean, Jesus literally calls that, you know, the greatest commandment. Next to, you know, loving God above all else, Jesus says, love your neighbor. You know, he also says to, you know, praise God. You know, it's also pretty clear that we should be living our lives in such a way that they bring God glory. Well, another one of those things that is pretty clear that we should be doing as Christians is sharing the gospel. I mean, if you actually crack open the gospel here, I've actually got one verse right in front of me and I'll read it right to you guys. Mark sixteen fifteen, and this is not the only example, but this is a really, really clear one. Jesus is talking to the disciples and he says, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Now, sometimes, I mean, I don't know about you guys, but sometimes when I'm looking at scripture and I'm trying to digest and interpret the Bible, it can be difficult sometimes because you have to get the context right. Sometimes you have to go to like the Greek origin of the word to understand like what's really going on. And sometimes it can be really hard to decipher. All right, what is happening in this verse and what is God trying to tell me as a result of this verse? That is not the case. Here, I mean, there is there is nothing cryptic or confusing about what Jesus is saying here. Like, it is literally clear as day. It is no different than, I went to the store and bought bread. Like, that sentence is super clear. This sentence also super clear. Go into the world and tell them about me. This is Jesus talking. And so, as Christians, you know, that's one of the things that we are commanded To do. Now, I'm going to be real with you guys. I don't do nearly as good a job of this as I should. I don't do nearly as good a job at this as I wish I did. And so if you're out there thinking, like, Jim, man, yeah, like, I, I know I should be doing it, but it is hard. I know I should be doing it, but man, it is not easy. I feel you, brother. Sister, I feel you, man. Like, like I struggle with the exact same thing. And I wish I was bolder, honestly. I wish I was braver. And, you know, I mean, I've shared this with you guys before, but adding the faith element, like, you know, just openly and outwardly to fitness and your finances, which is what I had before F-Cubed, that was hard for me to do. And so making the transformation from F-Cubed or to, or making the transformation from fitness and your finances or FNF to F cubed was really hard for me, man. Like I really, I agonized over it a little bit and I was, I was really hesitant and I was fearful and I was afraid. I said, I don't know that I want to put myself out there. I said, I don't know that I really want to be that open about my faith. And so praise God that I did because it's only by his grace and his strength that I made the decision to do that. And looking back at it now, it's been a really, really, really good thing uh, just to get his name out there in what little ways that I can. And uh, yeah, you know, so F cubed day to day in my daily life, you know, if you guys are feeling, man, this is really hard to do, I empathize with you and I feel you. Well, that being said, you know, kind of moving into the whole pitch portion of of this segment today, there was, uh, I know I've mentioned him a few times before, but I'll mention him again here today because this is his idea, certainly not my own. But Kenny Baker was a pastor at Park Community Church, which is the church that Autumn and I attend here in Chicago. Well, he has since moved back to his hometown, Memphis, with his wife, Kim, and their their two kids. But man, he has had an incredible impact on me and my faith journey. And he has just dropped just all kinds of little wisdom nuggets along the trail for me to pick up and digest. And here's one of them. And I may have mentioned this before on a previous segment. But he said, when it comes to sharing the gospel, you know, sometimes it's it's appropriate. Or sometimes you are called to say, hey, listen, like literally, let's crack open scripture like... You know John three sixteen, like you know you need to start you know smacking people over the head with the Bible like sometimes that is that is the circumstance that is what is called for of you but he said other times and most of the time it's not really like a formula sharing the gospel is not like this perfect equation that we all need to fit into somehow he said it's more of a life it's more of a heart thing. It's more of, can somebody look at your life and just how you carry yourself on a daily basis? And can they see Christ through your actions? Can they actually see Christ's love reflected off of what you do every single day? And that really spoke to me because I said, yeah, that, that's true. And if you think about it, Not only does that maybe take off a little bit of pressure in terms of like outwardly and openly sharing the gospel, it does it on the one hand, but then on the other hand, it actually adds more pressure. Because it's like, all right, you know, maybe I'm not bold enough or brave enough to, you know, smack somebody over the head with, you know, Hebrews chapter 10, but my life better be, you know, better exemplify Christ. If I really, truly am a Christian, if I really, truly hold Jesus in my heart, And people need to see that through how I carry about my day. Well, that really spoke to me and I'm hoping that speaks to you here today. That's kind of the first thing I wanted to share with you guys. But the second thing I wanted to share with you guys, and this kind of speaks more directly to the title of today's piece, The Jesus Pitch. So some of you guys know that I used to sell windows when I was just a young whippersnapper. When I was like, I think I was like 20 or 19 or 21 or somewhere. I think it may have been, it may have been, it was either the summer before my freshman year of college or the summer between freshman and sophomore year. I think it was the summer before freshman year of college. I used to sell windows. Well, anybody who works in sales is going to know that this is obviously how it works, right? You have some product or some service that you think can benefit people. So what do you do? You pitch them on your product or service. You pitch them, you know, just kind of doling out or trying to highlight just all the the features and the benefits and the characteristics and, hey, you know, you need this in your life because of X, Y, and Z. But then when you get done with your pitch, it's not over yet. And in a lot of ways, it's just begun, right? Because now you have to kind of start the closing process, You have to close this person as a customer. You have to, you know, give such a persuasive and compelling pitch that you motivate this individual or these individuals to buy your product or service. You have to close them. Your pitch really wasn't that successful unless they become a customer of yours, they buy your product, they buy your service, they sign on the dotted line. Well, selling windows, you know, for that summer. It was only a few months, but I had a lot of experience with that. And so I know that process really, really well. Well, as a very young, inexperienced Christian, and by that I mean, you know, up until about six months ago. (laughs) I I really felt like, you know, I always felt like I was like, all right man, like if I'm really serious about this, like I need to I need to be closing people for Christ, man. Like I need to be going around like with my bag of windows and instead of windows, I just got a big bag of Bibles and I'm like, all right, man, like here's all the reasons why you need Jesus. Like, all right, man, can, can we go to business for you today? Like, can we go to work for you today and get Jesus in your heart? Like, that's how I literally felt. And I felt like if I didn't do that, it was kind of a failure and I didn't do a great job of it. And I didn't, I still didn't even do that nearly as much as I should have probably, but even still like if they if they didn't walk away thinking or saying, yeah, Jesus, man, all the way. Right? Like if they weren't willing to buy like a t-shirt that just said Jesus on it, like I knew that it was a failure. Well, in in coming up with the idea for this this podcast and just in thinking through what scripture actually says and then in thinking through my own experiences with my own walk with Christ, I've now realized that that's actually not how it works at all. And that's not what we're called to do at all, at least not how I interpret it. Now, maybe I could be dead wrong, but I actually think this time I may be on something. Now, I can't say that for all my episodes, but this time I think I may, there may be something here. The Jesus pitch is unique because all we are called to do is share the gospel. We are not called to save people. We are not responsible for somebody's salvation. That is between that person and Jesus. We are, you know, I guess I guess, in one sense we're like the middleman to that transaction. But I don't even like that analogy or that illustration actually. I prefer we are just completely removed from that transaction. It's not even between us. It's between Joe or Mary or Susan or Bob and Christ Himself, All we are really called to do is kind of usher that person into a state where they may be, you know, open and willing to sit down at, you know, the negotiating table, for lack of a better, you know, uh, illustration, with Jesus. Now, there is no negotiations, like you're not making concessions, and so that's obviously a terrible illustration, but to stick with kind of the window theme, I guess it fits a little bit. That's all we're called to do, man. We are just called to, like, maybe not even bring them to the table. Just called to, like, let them know that, hey, you know, up in that room, in that building, Jesus is sitting in that seat, and he's waiting to talk with you about something that's really, really important. So that's more to let you know that, you know, here are all of his benefits and characteristics and features. But then that's it. Like, you don't have to go in for the clothes. You don't have to go in for the kill. You don't have to go in to get people to sign on anything. There is no sale to be made. And so when I think back to my like window selling days, like, you know, when I first started, like going through a good pitch was very intimidating, right? Going through a good pitch was very, very overwhelming for me. I was nervous. I was afraid. I was all those things. But then once I got skilled and experienced and I knew what I was talking about, you know, I felt confident in my pitch because I felt really good about the product that I had. But all of the pressure and all of the nervousness always came at the end. It always came when it came time to close that person. Well now, let's take that idea and let's marry that with this whole idea of a Jesus pitch. A Jesus pitch, sharing the gospel, is just living your life in a way that reflects Christ It is openly and outwardly sharing the actual gospel, the actual scripture, the actual good news of Christ very explicitly when the time calls for that. But then, when it's over, that's it. Like, you're done. Your job, in a sense, is finished. You don't have to sell that person. You don't have to get that person to sign up for your services. The salvation of that person and their soul is between them and Jesus. All we are asked to be is a light in that process, a seed in that garden. I don't know about you guys, man, but that like really, really encourages me, right? It encourages me to be a little bit bolder. It encourages me to be a little bit braver. And so maybe you guys are feeling the same way. And I'll leave you guys with one other I'll close it down here because we're at about 15 minutes. I'll close it down with uh, another line that I got from another guy that's had an incredible impact on me that I know I've referenced before. But uh, BST, I like to call him, Bible Study Tim. Tim Briggs was one of my uh, – he's, he's still you know, a friend of mine, has had an incredible impact on me as a man, as a Christian. Well, he led our Bible study in Charlotte. And one day I was having lunch with him and I asked him, I said, Tim, I said, if you were talking with a non-believer and you were trying to share the gospel with them to convert them for lack of a better phrase, how would you go about that? Which I don't know. I think that's a pretty good question to ask somebody that's further along in their faith journey than you might be. And his answer was pure gold. He said, Jim, honestly, he said, I would listen 95%. I was like, wow. That's completely different than I thought it should be. Like I thought, man, I've got to tell them about all the all the great stuff in scripture. I've got to do all this. I've got to do all that. That's like giving a window, a window pitch where I don't even really have to share that much at all. I just have to listen. I just have to be present with my heart focused on Christ and listen. Wow. So hopefully that lifts you guys up, man, for the weekend. I appreciate you guys as always. And uh, I will be back on Monday for the 50th episode, running a little special promotion for the 50th episode. and I will talk about that on Monday, but I am excited. I think I know what it's going to be, some Monday motivation. So I will see you guys then. Have a great weekend. Hey guys, you're listening to the podcast. Thank you so much. I am so humbled by your time and your attention. Man, it would mean the world to me if right now, if you texted one of your friends with a link to this podcast and you were just like, hey, check this guy out, give this guy a listen. You know, I think fitness, finance, faith, you know, it might help you out. Help me spread the message. Help me spread the word. Man, it would be phenomenal.